Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Today's message is How We Should Live, Part 1. Now, here's Pastor Chris. Good morning, Downey Church. We missed you. Feels like forever since I've been up here. So for those of you who weren't wondering, Lisa and I were on vacation for a couple weeks. First time I've taken such an extended vacation. And mentally it was great. I was able to kind of have a good reset, get things back in line. Physically, however, I managed to get a bug and it still hasn't died yet. So... Um, if I don't shake your hand, please don't be offended. I still love you, but I don't want to infect you, and I don't have the coronavirus. So uh, I tell you what, though, man, you go through airports. Any of you flew, uh, flown recently? The amount of people wearing masks, and and then I was everybody's favorite person because everybody's already, you know tense about getting sick, but I was that one guy on the plane, the only guy that I know of who was coughing. And you know when, you know, you see cartoons and you see like that one person who does that one little small thing, but everybody looks at them. They weren't looking at me, but I knew in their hearts they were judging me. (laughs) But that's okay. Such is life. Let's pray. God, we thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to, Lord, be here today. As we explore the scriptures, be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, kind of just as a recap, for uh, basically since uh, we're still in February. So last month, uh, we started a series. This mic does not want to stay. Uh, we've been going through fundamental beliefs, all 28 fundamentals. And so we began with, we just started to discover who is God. We went through and discovered that the scriptures are vital and key to our foundation of understanding who God is. We discovered who the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the triune, uh, the Trinity of who God is. And then we find that next we discovered humanity, where did we come from? And ultimately, what is our nature? We found that, you know, we are, we are broken people, yet, praise the Lord, God has not abandoned us. We find that the next section that we discovered was God's plan of salvation. And the beauty of the fact that God desires to save us, those who have been saved, God now then calls us to work as ambassadors to share the good news. So the last section we were dealing with is the church at work. And now the next section for uh, today and next week, we're going to be talking about how we should live. And a couple of topics that are key in having a very healthy, uh, healthy life and also in our walk with Christ is that of the Sabbath and as well of stewardship. When people think of stewardship, think, well, it's just money. No. 
Stewardship encompasses so much more than that. Time. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, time and many other things. So we're going to talk about that. And please remember as well, 28 fundamental beliefs in 11 weeks. Very, we're, we're just skimming the surface, okay? I wish we could go in further depth to do this. It would take a whole lot longer and... We have other plans and things we want to accomplish this year. So I will be hitting some of these topics again eventually in the future where we can go in, in greater in-depth, and especially with the Sabbath as, as popular and central to who we are as a faith, we'll definitely hit it again. But we've got to hit just the basics. Now, to begin with in our story, I'd like you to close your eyes. Come back to a time with me. In Jesus' time. I want you to experience this story in your mind. At the time that Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, his disciples were hungry and began to pick up some heads of grain and and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. He answered, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry. He entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which wasn't lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law of the pre- that the priests on Sabbath duty in the temple desecrate the Sabbath, and yet you're innocent? <laughs> I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. So in this first section of this story, we find that Jesus is going through the grain fields. And the disciples are hungry. And so they very simply are are picking the grain and they're eating it. And in true Pharisaic fashion, they begin to judge and question Jesus. Why are you allowing them to do this? To be a good Jew, you would understand that they had Sabbath-keeping down to a science. And they watched Jesus see what he would do. And in their eyes, they were breaking the Sabbath. But then Jesus is, I don't know if this was maybe intentional, because the next half of this story, we find Jesus... And the disciples and everyone else, they go to the synagogue. Going on from that place, he went into their synagogue. And a man with a shriveled hand was there, looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus. They asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And already look inside what's going on in their heart. They were looking to bring charges against Jesus. Is that very Sabbath-keeping? If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? So he asks them a very, a very practical question. If your sheep, if your goat, if your dog, or let's just let's ramp it up. What if your child, your baby, fell into a well? Oh, it's the Sabbath. I'll come back later. Are you? First of all, if you're a guy, 
and you do that, have mercy when your wife finds out. Right? Well, that wouldn't be. <laughs> All right? No! You would go and you would bring this child out of the pit. How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out and it was completely restored. Just as the sound of the, just as sound as the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. This story blows my mind. Because Jesus had just performed a miracle. I, I've never seen this happen, and if I if I had, I would be obviously I would be mesmerized and blown away. And I think and I'd praise God that somebody would be able to be healed and have their hand fully restored. When I don't know how long this person's hand had been shriveled. But to live and not be able to have full use of his hands was a hindrance. He probably couldn't work. He probably was a beggar. And for the first time in his life, this man has a chance to live a full life. But more importantly, this man found Shabbat. This man found Sabbath. This man found rest and peace for the first time in a long time. And yet the Pharisees were like, ooh, we've got to find a way to kill Jesus. Sabbath. Peace, joy, serenity, rest. It's a gift that God gave us, fully knowing from the very beginning that we would need it. In fact, where do we find the Sabbath? Well, let's go to Genesis 2. Go to Genesis 2. We kind of already hit this already, but... All right, we all there? All right. Thus the heavens were completed in all of their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. And then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all of the work of creating that he had done. So we find that at the end of creation week, God rests on the Sabbath. Now, did God probably really need to rest? Yet, God rested, he blessed, and he makes the Sabbath what? He makes it holy. He sets it aside and, and holy, uh, you could also say sanctifies. He sets it aside. So the Sabbath was instituted at the end of creation. 
And yet, Sabbath, we, we, uh, we indicate, uh, as Adventists, we believe that Sabbath was created, it was also, uh, created, it was a monument of creation. And when you think of monuments, what are they supposed to do? To remind us. We commemorate, to, to celebrate, to honor, but above all, to remember. Uh, in Hawaii, uh, you know, we know in the, Jap- uh, the World War II, Pearl Harbor, uh, the USS Arizona was one of the many ships that went down. And there is a special memorial that is placed here. And it's, I didn't get to go this last time, but the, the last time I went before, um, Lisa and I were able to go out there. And I will tell you this, it is one of the most uh, revered and respected uh, places that I've ever been to. And I was only there for maybe 10 or 15 minutes on this memorial because you actually have to take a boat out there. But nobody said anything. It was a time of solemnity, of quietness, of thought, of reflection. Because you know that below you, there are those who are still buried. In fact, those who had served on that ship, and when they die and they want to they actually be with their fellow brothers, they're actually able to, um, to sign up. And you can, those particular soldiers, on, uh, sailors on that ship, um, are allowed to be entombed forever with their brothers. These men gave their lives in the defense of this country when they were surprisingly attacked many, many years ago in the 1940s. And, and it's, uh, it's, there was nobody running around or yelling. It was very quiet and it was very somber. Very, very humbling. And when I think about the Sabbath as well, I'm reminded of the fact that, you know, the Sabbath is a memorial of creation, a time to pause, to reflect how how often do I really pause and reflect every Sabbath? Sabbath is a time to be able to, to remember all that God has done for us in this past week. Sabbath is also a time of joy that we can come and we can share all the good news and the good things that God has done for us this week. Sabbath is a time that we can come and and fellowship and rejoice together to share and to fellowship and above all, to worship and praise the Lord our God. So Sabbath is an awesome opportunity to pause and reflect. Something we should do not only daily, but especially on the Sabbath, where we have 24 beautiful hours to just stop. Yet the, the Sabbath is so vital that God also includes it in the Ten Commandments. So let's go to uh, Exodus 20. Exodus 20, 8 through 11. So that's the next book over. Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11. And it's here that God writes with his very own hand. 
Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall what? And do all your? But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or your daughter, nor your male or your female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and he made it holy. Sound familiar? The Lord rested on the seventh day, Sabbath day and made it holy. And one of the things that I'm reminded of is, as well, so this is part of the Ten Commandments. And for those of you who may be joining us for the first time, uh, Moses had been called by God to go on a mountain. And it was there that he spent time with God, and God wrote these commandments down with his hand. He chiseled them in these two tablets. And he chiseled them on what? Stone. Is that something that you can just wipe away? Negative. It's something that he meant for us to remember, to keep. That's something that couldn't just be easily erased. Because God knew that if we didn't have some kind of reminder, we would easily forget. Imagine if we had no reminder to relax and stop. For those of us who are workaholics, we would keep going and going and going. And actually, it's not that we keep going and going. We do keep going and going. And sometimes we just have our bodies sometimes just say, stop, okay, time out, enough, enough, enough. You're going to have to rest, right? But we'll keep going and going and going. God wants us to remember that the Sabbath is not something that should be trivial, but that it's timeless in all aspects of life. There is this rhythm that we have this week that we go. We have, uh, we have seconds, we have minutes, we have hours, we have days, weeks, months, years. And so on and so on. Time goes and we have these rhythms. We have seven days. And the Sabbath is a marker and a reminder for us to be able to stop and to pause, to gain perspective and to once again make sure that we get proper rest and be able to have that time to spend time with God. Now looking, I'm going to have to just skip a whole bunch of time, basically from Exodus all the way to the fact of when we look in the old the New Testament as well when did Jesus Paul and the disciples worship and and do Bible study Sabbath where in the synagogues in fact even thank you uh, Jesus Paul and the disciples regularly met on the Sabbath in the synagogue so in the book of Luke, when Jesus basically makes his grand arrival, let's go to Luke 4, 16. Luke 4, 16.
I used to be faster at this. <laughs> all right, we all there? Okay. Luke 4:16 He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom and he stood up to read. What's the what's the key word right there? It was his custom. In fact, let's also go to Acts 17. Many Christians who believe, you know, Sabbath uh, was changed to Sunday. We find that in Acts 17 Acts 17, 1 through 2. <laughs> All right, we there? When Paul and his companions had passed through Amphipolis, Amphipolis and Apollonia, Apoll- Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica where there was a Jewish synagogue, as was his custom. What's custom mean? Continuous, regular. Paul went into a synagogue, and on three days, three Sabbath day, three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them with the scriptures. So it was very common for Paul and the disciples, even long after Jesus had died, that they met in the synagogue for worship, to pray, but especially to go through the scriptures. God's time, God's Sabbath is not changeless. It's it's changeless. It's timeless. God desires that we remember and keep the Sabbath, especially for our sake, because we need rest. Many a time, though, especially as a child, we think, oh, the Sabbath kills all my fun. And yet, kids, I'll tell you this. Oh, when you get older, especially as an adult, you crave the Sabbath more and more and more. This whole week I wanted Sabbath to come. Not so much the preaching part, I'm not going to lie. I just wanted to sleep. Just to try to recover. So I didn't feel so... fluey. God's gift to us is the Sabbath as a blessing. May we not see it as an inconvenience, but as a blessing and as a gift that he's given to us, and as well that we can not only take for ourselves, but more importantly, share with others the good news of rest. How many people do you think need the Sabbath? The whole world. Do you know of somebody who could use the Sabbath? How many of you have seen an angry person this last week? How many of you watched the debate? How many of you thought they should need a Sabbath? This world is tired and broken and weary. God has a a solution already for it. So may we be an example and to share the good news of a gift of God's blessing in the form of the Sabbath. Now, rather quickly, let's go through as well. I've already kind of gone through this in August. Sorry, almost 
Practical tips. I almost blew by this real quick. So, practical tips. Obviously, how can we keep the Sabbath? Sleep. All right? But as well, take this opportunity as well to worship, whether it's individual, but especially don't forget us here because we love you and we want to see you. We're family. But even on Sabbath, spend some time in solitude and spend some time with family. This is an opportunity today where you can go for a walk, whether at the beach or in the park or even around your neighborhood, that you can build strong family bonds by hanging out together. Find fellowship with your friends here at this church or at home, or maybe find a, bring, invite a coworker over for lunch later today. And then, most importantly as well, find an opportunity to be a blessing today to somebody that you don't know, to do some form of outreach. Shelley Miller says, The rest provides the fine-tuning for hearing God's messages amidst the static of life. If we're not able to rest, we're not able to hear God as clearly as we could. Amen? And that's in everything that, not just God, but everything in life. If we're not able to rest, we're not able to function properly. So, spend time. Find Sabbath, a joy, and rest. And then very briefly, stewardship. Stewardship. We're all God's stewards. What does that mean? Oh my goodness. Let's go to Genesis. Genesis 1. When God created the heavens and the earth, He gave stewards responsibility. He gave Adam and Eve the responsibility to care. So in verse 26 says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, all over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth, subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that fruit with, has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw that he had made and it was good. And there was evening, there was morning, the sixth day. From the very beginning of time, God gave humanity the responsibility to care for the earth. In many ways as well, this is indicative of our life because God has called us to be stewards, not only of the earth, but as well of time, of opportunities, of abilities, possessions. Everything that we have comes from God. In fact, Psalms 24, it, it indicates that God creates the heavens and seas. Everything comes from God. 
and First Chronicles 29:14 as well. So God gives us time. How are we using that? That also correlates to Sabbath. Are we making time? Are we making Sabbath a priority in our life? And not only that, are we making time during the week as well to spend time with God a priority? Or how are we prioritizing our family life, our work life? All of these things work. (coughs) 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 Sorry. God grants us as well opportunities to do ministry, gives us abilities and possessions. So what are you passionate about? What are the things that make you tick? I know some of you, you love to paint, as, I'm, as I've been getting to know and, and discovering our church family. There's a lot of unique talent and skill sets within this church. Some of you are very handy around a car. Some of you have skills that I had no idea about. And it's together that all of these things combine together we can work together for the cause of Christ. So, Downey Church, what do you love to do? I want to encourage you. The talent that God has given you, find it, nurture it, pray about it, develop it, work on it. And that may we together, whether it be on Sabbath, whether it may be during the week, maybe on a Friday morning at 9.53 at the post office, or maybe, this mic does not want to stay, Tuesday at 7.43 at the Stater Brothers, God's going to give you an opportunity to minister. Will you be willing and ready? And all it requires is an open heart to be led by God and to share your story of how God has led you in your life that others may know, may find peace, joy, and rest from a weary world. So may we move forward Let us continue to follow the calling of God. And may we be faithful. And may you find rest on this wonderful Sabbath day. Father in heaven, Lord, be with us. Today, God, thank you for everything that you've done for us. And this wonderful, beautiful gift that is the Sabbath. Many know about it, but don't truly live by it. Lord, may we be a shining example for you that others may know and seek and desire what we want, and that is to be in love and partnered with you for life. So Lord, guide us now. Thank you for your grace and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace. 
We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.